0: That he's still not done in my life amen amen i am still a work in progress amen amen there's a little old sunday school song that my kids sang i didn't come up in sunday school in this so i didn't get to sing these songs except my kids sang them and uh it's uh kind of goes like this kids under construction maybe the paint is still wet we're kids under construction the lord might not be finished yet and he's not finished with us today. Amen. He is not done. We have not arrived. We can't sit back and, on our laurels and say, okay, I've arrived. The rest of y'all got to catch up where I'm at. Amen. None of us have arrived yet. Amen. And we won't until the Lord says that those words in, into our uh, spirit, into our ears, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. And so that's what we're striving for, for, for pe- perfection, for the excellency that is in him. Amen. If we could turn in our Bibles to the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 28. 1 Chronicles, chapter 28. Amen. What a awesome privilege it is to be here. And I'm thankful that the Lord is leading us and guiding us. Amen. And uh, the Lord knew, amen, how much I could tolerate not having my wife here with me. And He's He's brought me from a mighty long way. Amen. And I'm, I'm glad that the Lord... Uh, showed me, when I prayed and asked for a wife, a bride, 31 years ago, the Lord showed me that lady back there, and and I'm glad I listened. Amen. I'm glad I followed the Lord in my sinful state. The Lord was leading me. Amen. And so he's a merciful God today. He is a merciful God. We're going to read uh, verses 1 through 9 this morning. It says, And David assembled all the princes of Israel, and the princes of the tribes, and the captains of the companies that ministered, to the king of, by course, and the captains over the thousands, and captains over hundreds, and the stewards over all the substance and possession of the king and of his sons, with the officers and with the mighty men, and with all the valiant men unto Israel. There was a whole lot of people there. Some Something important was going on. He had everybody gathered. Amen. And so then David the king stood up upon his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people. As for me, I had in mine heart. To build an house of the of the rest of the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and for the footstool of our God, and he had made ready and had made ready for the building. But God said unto me, Thou shalt not build an house for my name, because thou hast been a man of war and hast shed blood. Howbeit, the Lord God of Israel chose me. Everybody say chose. The Lord God of Israel chose David. We can all go back to that story and remember how he chose David. Amen. But he chose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. For he hath chosen Judah to be the ruler, and the house of Judah the house of my father. And among the sons of my father he liked me to make me king over all Israel. He liked David best of all out of all of his brothers. Amen. He chose him. He selected him. To be king, and he goes on and says, "In all my sons, for the Lord hath given me many sons, hath He chosen Solomon my son to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord of Israel? And he said unto me, Solomon thy son, he shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen. Everybody say chosen, chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father." Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever if, he, if, big word there, two letters, if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Now, therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God, keep and seek all, for all the commandments of the Lord your God, that ye may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance and for your children after you forever, in verse nine. And thou, Solomon, my son, know that the, the God of thy father, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all imaginations and all of, of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. I would ask that, Brother Parker, if you would pray over this sur- remainder of this service today. Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus, your mighty God. Thank you for your anointing, O God, that breaks every yoke today, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! 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 Jesus! Jesus! In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, amen. You can be seated if you'll clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He is the vine and we are the branches. We can't do anything without him today. And so was the case with Solomon and so was the case with David. As Solomon was chosen to succeed his father in leading Israel and to build the temple, so were many others before him, including King David, chosen at a specific time for a specific purpose in, in the fulfillment of God's perfect will. Chosen of God. Amen. These men were chosen of God. Amen. They, they didn't pick. Uh, they didn't decide. They didn't raise their hand. And like we used to do on the on the kickball field out at the playground at school, they didn't raise their hand and say, pick me, oh, oh, oh pick me, me, pick me, pick me. Amen, these men were chosen when they weren't looking to be chosen they were they were selected when they weren't uh in the running amen and their being chosen was conditional. amen as we read there uh, in that verse eight it said, if he told he was telling Solomon if you'll follow he said, thou, Solomon my son, know the, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all the hearts and understandeth all imaginations and thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Amen. And so our calling, everybody say, I'm chosen. You're chosen today. Whether you realize it or not, you've been chosen. You've been called. You've been selected by god for a specific purpose just like king david just like king saul was amen and we, we might not be literal kings today but the bible says we are kings and priests amen we are his children we are his those that he has set apart today so solomon uh as we go on through the scripture solomon did not hold up his end of the bargain we find i think in first kings where solomon didn't hold up his end of the bargain and what happened This man that had so much wisdom, he was the wisest man that ever lived, the Bible said. And in all of that wisdom, he let his power and his authority as the king go to his head, and he began to turn away from and and negate the whole uh, commission and the whole relationship that he had with God and started thinking, I got this. And what happened was God did the same thing he did to, to Solomon's grandfather. What did he do? He yanked the kingdom right out from under him and he gave it to somebody else amen and so in our walk as chosen people of god we we are under the same conditional calling amen our walk with god now you might not think you might be sitting there today thinking well yeah i'm chosen but i'm just i'm just a saint in the church well that's what's wrong with that amen Amen. You might be chosen to be a greeter. You might be chosen to be an usher, like Nathan was doing today. But you have a calling. You have a mission. You have a goal that you are that you're trying to meet the Lord's calling upon your life. And that calling can change. Amen. And so that word chosen, it's just speaking of being selected. I mean, preferred out of out of several. Just like I was making reference to the to the kickball. I don't. Some of y'all younger ones might not know what that is. But uh, we used to we used to just about fight over who got selected on that guy's team or that guy's team. You know, I wanted to be picked. How many wanted to be left over and not be picked by somebody? Amen. We all wanted to be chosen. Amen. And, but there was always a kid out there who didn't want to play kickball. He didn't care which team he was on. He wasn't going to play anyway. Amen. But. You know, we, here we were walking, you know, here I was walking in my life just living for the world and, and not really had any desire to serve the Lord, and the Lord started dealing with me. The Lord started calling me. The Lord started tugging on me and pulling on me and, tr- and pulling me into the kingdom. Amen. But I had to respond to that call. I had to respond, you know, no man comes to the Father except he draws them. And so he's out there drawing people today, but nobody's responding. But here we are in this room today, we have responded to that call. He has chosen us, man, just like he chose Esther for that time, for such a time as this. Amen. And so Abraham was chosen to be the father of many nations. Once again, Abraham wasn't running to the front of the line and saying, hey, choose me to be the father of many nations. He was just minding his own business one day. And the Lord just said, You're going to pick up and move your family, and I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And Abraham had an opportunity at that point to respond to the Lord. Amen. And I I feel like that the Lord made it persuasive enough that Abraham realized, okay, I need to do this. Amen. And the Lord will do that in our life. He'll make it persuasive enough. That calling, that election, that that choosing of our life for his purpose, he'll make it persuasive enough that we know that We've got to take this step. And so Abraham took that step, and he did become the father of many nations. And he didn't exactly do it right. He didn't exactly do it perfect, as Brother Miller was bringing out this morning. He didn't exactly make all the right decisions, he and Sarah. And uh, they tried to supersede the will of God. They tried to help the will of God, I guess you could say. And they, they didn't help things. They just made matters worse. But thank God for his mercy and grace. Though we make those mistakes, yet he is faithful Though we're not faithful yet, he is faithful because he called us. Moses was chosen from birth to lead Israel. Before he even knew uh, how to say mama, he was already chosen to lead Israel out of Egypt. He didn't ask for that. Amen. He didn't raise his hand in the womb and say, pick me. God chose him and God, you know, when God chooses somebody, he'll prepare them. He'll give them the tools that they need. And and he never promised them a rose garden, as the song says. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. Amen. And Moses had to go through some things. He had to go through a lot of things before he ever got to even fulfill the thing that he was called to do. But he was chosen by God to do that one thing. Amen. David was chosen as young, at a young age to be king over Israel. Amen. At the time when Saul was having lots of problems with his personality and his relationship with God. And David wasn't, he was just out there tending sheep. He had no idea of what was coming in his life. We had no idea what we were about to come across when we started hanging around and coming to these Pentecostal services that somebody invited us to. It might have been a wife or a husband, might have been a family member. We might have just walked in off the street. We had no idea. I had no idea what I was walking into when I walked into that First United Pentecostal Church in Okinawa, Japan in 1989. We were just looking for a church. And I had received the Holy Ghost, but I really didn't understand what I had, but I was looking. I was searching like that that guy that Brother Miller was talking about, or Sister Miller was talking about. I was searching at, from 1981 when I received the Holy Ghost to 1989. I was looking for that same feeling, that same that I felt in that church when I received the Holy Ghost. And everywhere I went, it would be close, but not quite. And, and little did I know that God was already moving in my life and moving me in a direction for His will. And here I was. I thought it was me, but it was God. But but I had to do my part. I had to fulfill my part. I had to keep that hunger and that thirst alive and that searching alive. And the Lord led me to that place. Amen. And the rest is history. And here I am today, amen, because I simply obeyed the will of God and the leading of the Lord. Joseph was chosen to be Israel's deliverer. Once again, he's just minding his own business. He's the youngest brother, amen, and he's just having these dreams and doesn't understand them. And then he goes through all that hell that he went through and being put in the dungeon and blamed for being a rapist and all these things and thinking, how is this the will of God? Anybody ever felt that in their life? I'm chosen of God. How in God's name am I, if I'm chosen of God, am I going through all this hell? But God has to work on our character sometimes. Amen. He had to work on Joseph's character. He had to prepare Joseph to be the second in command over all of, of Egypt. And he knew that Joseph's character had to, had, he had to get some things out of there and put some things in that character so that Joseph could be the man that God chose him to be so that he would lead with wisdom and knowledge and understanding and and be there and be above all else, above leading all of Israel through that seven years of famine, he had to be able to forgive his brothers for everything that he went through. And it took all those things in his life to bring him to that place where when he saw those brothers, he could say, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. I was chosen of God to be here for you. Thank you for selling me as a slave. Thank you for doing all those things. Amen. That doesn't just happen overnight. God's got to work on our our life. Amen. And so these people were humans just like we were. And God had to work on their life. He's got to work on our life. Jeremiah was called to be a prophet over a people that didn't listen to him. Never listened to a word he said. But God called him to be a prophet. How many people today would go and answer a call to go into a city and preach over a church for 30 years where nobody will listen? (laughs) My God, God called me here, and I don't care if nobody listens. I'm still preaching. No, we wouldn't do that today, wouldn't we? We'd just shut the doors and say, well, bless God, must not have, meant, must not have been the will of God. Amen. But Jeremiah stayed there. Mary was chosen to be a vessel. Amen. She was just minding her own business one day, and, and the angel of the Lord came to her and said, you are going to bear the Son of God. Amen. And she said, how can these things be? What, how, what would we have said? What would Sister Martha have said? How can this thing be? I know not a man. But the Lord knew what he was doing. He knew who to choose. And he knew what needed to happen in her life. Amen. To bring about the Messiah of the world. Amen. Judas Iscariot, Brother Miller, was talking about him this morning. Amen. He was a chosen. Jesus chose him to be one of the twelve. He wasn't just. He didn't just kind of wander into the group. He was chosen. He was selected. Amen. And so God saw something in him. He sees something in us. Amen. How many of those men, how many of those disciples, how many of us today say, I don't Yeah, I, I can see why God called Brother Parker, but I don't see why he called me. And what, what good am I? But God knows the good in us. He knows what we're capable of. He knows what we, what tools that we bring, you know, what, what gifts and what talents we bring to the game. Amen. And so he knows what he's doing. How many doesn't believe God knows what he's doing? Don't anybody raise your, you don't believe? (laughs) I said, how many don't believe? (laughs) It's okay, sister. I know what you meant. It's okay. Amen. And so even the man Christ Jesus was chosen To do something that most, probably none of us would be willing to do. To die for an entire world's sins. Amen. And you think he didn't wrestle with that? Amen. All these people that had their life chosen to do something that they didn't pick to do, they wrestled with that. Do you believe that? They wrestled with that. Amen. Moses wrestled with that. He went out in the wilderness for 40 years and wrestled with that. Even Paul. When he, when he got knocked off of his donkey and when he heard the voice of God out of coming out of nowhere and said, Who art thou, Lord? And all that happened in his life. What, what happened to Paul? He went out and he, he disappeared for three years. He had to deal with that. He was thinking, Man, I don't see how God could call me. I was killing Christians. I mean, he probably, it took him three years to really kind of get his arms around that because nobody was going to get anywhere near him. Because he was known for killing Christians. So God had to work on Saul, Paul. Amen. And so even Jesus Christ had to get to that place where his sweat was as great drops of blood. And he had to say that word, nevertheless. Nevertheless, that thy will be done. Not my will be done. And how many of us, if we would just say that, if we would just get to that place in our life, we are, we already know we're chosen. We're here today. I Man, if we would just get to that place in our life where we would say, "Okay, God. Fine. Nevertheless, your will be done." I don't understand it. I don't like it. He never said we had to like it. I don't like it. How many How many just like everything God puts you through? Don't raise your hands. <laughs> I don't. I'll be I don't like everything God puts me through. Amen, but he knows what he's doing. He's gonna back up the man that he calls. Am I right? Amen. He's gonna back up his word. His word. Amen. Each of these had to confront, as I said, and wrestle with their calling, their their, their being cho their chosenness. I guess if you want to call it that. And so we have to do that today. Amen. This is no different than that day. We can't just look back at the Bible days and say, well, that was then and this is now. No, this is the same book of Acts Church that started on the day of Pentecost, and it's still happening. We are still God's chosen people. And it just, I was sitting back there this morning, and it just amazes me when Sister Martha was talking about the missionaries. And I thought about, you know, there's there's a pastor somewhere in every city, nearly every city, in every state in this country right now having church. And God called every one of those men of God. And there's a Sunday school teacher that's leading a Sunday school class. And there's a music director that's leading the music. And there's, there's missionaries all over the world. They've already had church. And they're already getting ready to go to bed. But they've had church. And God called all of them and chose all of them. And he's backing every one of them up with the gospel. Amen. And so we, we sit here in, in, in our own little pity party world and say, well, I know God called me, but I don't see any good in me. I don't know what good I could do. But God chose you. And God don't choose junk. God don't make no junk. He knows what he's doing. And if even still, he's going to equip you with things that you never thought you, possible for you to do. Amen. He's going to get you. He's going to bring you before people that you never thought you'd be brought before. He's going to give you opportunities to preach the gospel in ways that you never thought possible. Amen. How many believe that today? Amen. First Samuel, chapter three. Is this okay today? Praise God. Everything's falling down up here. (laughs) First Samuel, chapter three. Starting in verse 10. It says, And the Lord came and stood and called, the other as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. You know, Samuel, he'd been hearing from the Lord, and he kept running in there to Eli and saying, What do you want, Eli? And Eli said, It wasn't me. Go back to bed. So after about the third time, Eli said, Up, oh, that must be God trying to talk to you. When you hear God speak to you again, say, say these words. Speak, for thy servant heareth. And so that's what he said. And so the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both uh, the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle, quiver. It's going to be some scary stuff. How many likes to hear scary stuff? No. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house, which I begin. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house for every, forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor with offering forever. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel Feared to show Eli or to tell Eli of the vision that he had. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, Here am I. And he said, What is it that the thing that the Lord hath said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. God do so to thee and the more also if thou hide anything from me of all the things that the Lord has that he said unto thee. And Samuel told him every wit and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth him good. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and, did, and did, did let none of his words fall to the ground. Amen. And so here's Samuel, brand new young prophet coming up behind Eli, and God's calling him. And the first thing he tells him is some really bad news for Eli. And God says right there, he says, I'm going to back up what I say. And I'm going to back you up, Samuel. And that's what he's telling us today. I've called you and I've chosen you. You might not think you're much, you young people. You might not think you're much in the kingdom, but God has called you and he's chosen you. And he's already equipped you in ways you don't even realize. Amen. And there's going to come a day and there's going to come an hour. Just like with Moses, it it took 40 plus years for Moses to get to the place where he said, "Okay, I'll go. And he still questioned even at that time, how am I going to do it? We'll pick up that stick, and here I'll give you your your brother. And, and, you know, we'll we'll still question, even though God's planted us right in the middle of where he wants us to be, we'll still look around and go, I don't know about this. Anybody ever been there? I don't know about this. This This doesn't feel right to me. I'm the only one, right? Right. Amen. And so when God's in control, when God chooses the day, when he chooses the man, when he chooses the hour, Only the things of his choosing will be accomplished and will transpire. Not one thing more, not one thing less. His word is forever settled, and when he chooses us as a vessel for his purpose, he will back us up every time. Just like we read there in verse 19. God is still choosing and using men and women to perform his will on this earth today. Like I said before, Sunday school teachers, just because you're not a preacher doesn't mean you haven't been called and chosen of God. He needs people at all levels. Amen. If you read in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 41 through 47, the Bible talks about the people on the day of Pentecost. He chose those 3,000 people that were added that day, and they didn't just sit around and just glory and bask in the presence of the Lord. They got busy. And they went from house to house breaking bread and having fellowship with all the saints. And the Lord added to the church just just such as should be saved. And so they were given the gift of being able to minister to their neighbors. Amen. And so we have in us everything that we need. When he's called and chosen us, he's already, you know, the Bible says uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And that when that that scripture actually means as it is in, as, as it is in heaven already, so is it going to be on earth. So God's already ahead of us. He already knows what he's going to do before we get there. So he already knows what he what we're capable of and we just have to walk in that. That's what each one of those people that I talked about had to do. Esther had to walk in that. Amen. she was chosen to go before the king to save the whole nation of Israel. She had to walk in that. Amen. Did she feel fear, Brother Miller? I'm sure she did have to go before the king and break the rule. But her, what did her uncle tell her? Maybe you've been chosen to be right there at that particular spot right now for such a time as this to save Israel. And so, amen, God called her to do a very, very difficult thing. And it's not always going to be easy what God calls us to do, is it? Amen. It's not always going to go along with our little comfort zone that we live in. God's going to take us out of our comfort zone. What did he do to all these people? He took them out of their comfort zone as his chosen vessel so that he could mold them and make them into what he wanted them to be. Make me and mold me, Lord, after your image and after your likeness. That needs to be our prayer today. Amen. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, but you are a chosen generation. He's talking to the church right here. A royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises The excellent virtue and the perfection of him who hath called you, who has bid you to come forth out of darkness into his marvelous light. How many want to go back into darkness? I don't. Amen. He pulled me out of that. He drew me out of that. He chose me to come out of that. Amen. And I I willingly said, yes, I'm tired of the darkness. I'm coming toward the light. Amen. And when you come toward the light, God's going to put, put himself to use in your life. And it goes on in verse 10, Which in time past were not a people, but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. We have obtained mercy. We've obtained a calling. The New Testament church, he called us, he selected us, and he chose us. But God will not supersede our will. You know, he gave us a free will. We have the free will to choose whether we're going to serve God or not. There's a story in the Bible about Demas. He was one of the disciples. He was one of the followers of Jesus. And Paul talks about Demas having loved this present world. And so Demas made a decision one day to come to God. He, made, he came to an altar, if you will, of repentance. And he got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said, I'm going to serve God. Just like everyone, just nearly everyone in this room did. And one, there came a day where Demas reneged on his promise to God. He went back on his promise. He said, you know what? I know what I said. I know what I decided. But, you know, I think I like that out there better. And so he made his choice. He made his decision. But he was a chosen man of God. Amen. He was chosen for a purpose and for a reason. And so what does God do when that happens? He doesn't get all upset and go sulk. He doesn't go see a counselor, Brother Miller. (laughs) He He just goes and picks somebody else. Amen. When Saul wasn't acting right, he just went over there and said, "Okay, David, you're it." We were playing. Nathan and I were playing tag last night. He said, "You're it." I don't want to be it. How many of us? I don't want to be it. Let somebody else be it, right? Solomon was it, you know. And then when Solomon messed up, God God's always going to put somebody else in there, and He's going to perform His will. If you don't want to be the vessel that He's using, He'll pick somebody else. But God's will is going to come forth no matter what. Amen. Acts 26 and 14 says, And when we, uh, we were fallen, this is uh, Paul talking to uh, King Agrippa about his, his conversion and about what happened in his life and what happened on that Damascus road. And he says, And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and those things which I have, in the which I will appear unto thee. And so he's saying, I'm going to do some of, I'm going to do some things through you that I've let you see, but there's some things I haven't showed you yet. That I'm going to do through you also, but that, I want to go back to where it says, um, "For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness." To make that that phrase "to make" right there means to handle for oneself in advance, figuratively for to purpose, to choose and to make. And so He was choosing Paul, and nobody n- nobody asked. No, God didn't. He didn't get the opinions of a bunch of other people and said, "What do you think?" Should I choose Paul? Should I choose this guy that's killing people? He didn't go out and take a survey and find out, okay, 80% of the people say, yeah, choose Paul. No, 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 no. 80% of the people said, no, don't choose Paul. Paul, God knew what he was doing. He knew who to call. He knew who would be the man that would step up and do the job. And so he called Saul, and he knew exactly how to do it to get Saul's attention. Amen? How many knows that God, I know, for me, I know how God got my attention. And it, it had to be the thing that worked for me. And God has to, in each one of our lives, He had to do something in our life to kind of get a hold of us, kind of knock on our forehead and say, Hey, I'm talking to you. Amen. And we went, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. And we had to make that choice. We had to make that decision. And Paul, he could have gone the other way, but Paul said, Wow, this is, this is pretty phenomenal that somebody would come speak to me, that God would come speak to me out of nowhere, out of nothing. And... Uh, and, and call me. And so Paul, you know, he stepped into that role, not knowing what, what things he was going to face. Amen. And so he was selected. He was chosen. And Paul goes on in, in the Galatians chapter 1, verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me, and in the Amplified it said, who had chosen and set me apart from my mother's womb and called me to this grace by his grace, to reveal his son to me, that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. See, we want to go. We want to go, talk it out with somebody when we feel that call. And we, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should have a. Maybe we should get a consensus here. Nope, no. Nope. God called you. That's it. Period. End of story. And that's what Paul is saying here, in the book of Philippians, chapter three, verse seven. It says, "But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ." You know, Paul, he had to deal with all of the things that came along with his being chosen and his calling. And we have to deal with the things sometimes that come along with our calling and our being chosen. And it's not going to always be things that are comfortable for us. We don't get to choose. If we're the branch and he's the vine, we don't get to have a say. We are just like Paul's. You know, he told Paul to stand on your feet. I've chosen you and you're going to go. I'm going to deliver you from the Gentiles and the Jews to turn around and send you to to win them. And so things that God does doesn't always make sense. We don't always understand. Verse 8, Yea, doubtless I count all things as but loss for the excellency of knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ and be found in him not having mine own righteousness which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him. And that know right there is talking about an intimate relationship. It's all about relationship, amen, that I may know him in the, and the power of his resurrection. Amen. We all want to stop right there. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. But it goes on to say, and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. But I follow after, if that I may apprehend, that which I also am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, the past is in the past. Leave it there. Amen. Amen. In reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so we're pressing forward. Amen. We don't know what's in the future. We, most of the time we don't know what's, what's more than maybe a step ahead of us. We don't know beyond that. It's just a fog. We don't know what God's going to do next in our life. And so we just have to keep walking by faith. Walking by faith. You don't know if there's going to be a drop-off. Like right here, you just don't know, but you have to trust God if there is one, that he's going to be there to catch you. Amen. In uh, the book of Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 11, in the message, I found this very interesting. I, I wanted to read this to you. Everything that goes into life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. The best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you, your tickets to, to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on the world corrupted by lust. So don't lose a minute of, in building on what uh, you've been given, complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, Warm friendliness, generous love, and uh, each dimension fitting into and developing the others. Kind of sounds like building a house. You put the footer down, and then you put the foundation down, and then you start laying the bricks, and then you put the the framing of the walls up, and then you set the, the roof on top of that, and you start putting the drywall and the wiring in. It sounds like building a house, doesn't it? We're adding things on in our life. And it goes on in verse 8, says, With these qualities active and growing in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of our master Jesus. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you, oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. So, friends, confirm God's invitation to you as his choice of you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this, and you'll have your life on a firm footing amen and so you know as i said we are not our own we've been chosen you know we've been bought with a price amen and you know we were on the we were on the block we were on the slave block and he was the one that paid the price to get us down off of that block and take us out of slavery and bring us into his kingdom and make us his child amen and put on that that royal robe on us and put that ring on our finger and make us to be his hands and his feet his children His chosen vessel. John 15 and 16. Glory to God. You have not chosen me, he's telling his disciples. But I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Amen. That's talking about not only the fruit in our life, but the fruit that we bring into the kingdom. The souls, those that are added to the kingdom. He wants us to be fruitful in our own life. Amen, as a, as a chosen vessel. But he wants us as a chosen vessel to bring in other vessels, amen, into the kingdom. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you that you love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. And that's true. You go out there in the world, they'll love you. You come to church... They'll think, what, you're going to church? Man, are you crazy? You've been drinking? They want to know. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. He's chosen you out of the world today. Point at yourself and say, he's chosen me out of the world today. He's chosen me out of the world today. Amen. I'm his vessel today. I'm important to God. I'm special to God. I'm his special child today. Amen. Amen. The the Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents. Amen. They were rejoicing over us. And when we were repenting, he 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 had already chosen us. He had already determined what we were going to do. Romans eight twenty eight says, And we know that all things work together for good. And I'm coming to a close, Brother, Mark, Brother Miller. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called, the invited, the appointed, the chosen according to His purpose. Amen? Let me read that again. And we know, we know, not, we, not maybe, not might, we know, That all things work together. All things. That's everything we don't understand. That's everything we do understand. That's everything we don't know about yet. The things he hasn't chosen to show us because if we knew we'd run off in the other direction. All things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? Brother Wayne, what is it? If God be for us. And that's not a question that's a that's god is for us that's a that's a statement nothing can be against us god is for us he's chosen us he's called us he's selected us he's planted us right where we are right now at this very moment and it's for his purpose and for his will and for no other amen and the devil's a liar today amen if he's telling you anything if you're hearing anything else but but that you are a chosen vessel of god that's nothing that's not of god that's of the devil he is amen I, i know Brother Parker, we don't give the devil any glory around here, but he is our enemy, amen? And he's going to try to come into your mind and convince you otherwise of the will of God in your life, amen? He's going to try to bring that dissension, that, that negativity in your eye, your mind and your thoughts, and he's going to bring all that stuff, and you just have to, you know, don't let a bird build a nest in your head. You just got to get that stuff off of there and say, no, that's not of God. That's not of God. Last scripture I wanted to read, if you wanted to start playing, brother. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 14, it says, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And who is that? That's us. I mean, they that are with him. That's what we're shooting for today. Amen. To be that chosen vessel, to be that one that's going to be with the Lord. When he overcomes, amen, all these things and the, the prince of darkness and all that's going to be put to rest, amen. And we are going to be with him in glory, amen. But it's not about just waiting for that day, is it? Amen. We are chosen vessels today. Amen. I had you a minute ago say, point at yourself and say, I'm a chosen vessel. I'm a chosen vessel. Go ahead and say it again. I am a chosen vessel. Amen. 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 We're not. He didn't just choose us to take up space on a pew. Amen. He chose us to be workers in his kingdom. Amen. Amen. There's souls that I can reach that you'll never reach. And I'm, I've only lived here for a couple months. But there's people that I've already come in contact with that you none of you will ever meet. Amen. And it's my job. It's my responsibility as the one called here to reach those ones that he has planted me in front of already. Amen. I've got to be chosen and faithful. I've got to be called. I'm already called. I'm already chosen. I've got to be faithful. I mean, let's all stand in this place this afternoon. Amen. I don't know where you are. God knows where you are. He's already been moving. His spirit's already been moving in this place. Amen. God's been talking to somebody. Amen. He didn't just, just kindly give me this message to preach so that I could fill some time and space and, and uh, satisfy the pastor getting his day off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't make light of that at all. I love to hear Pastor Parker preach. Amen. But God doesn't do this stuff just lightly. Amen. There's a purpose and a reason behind it. And I believe every time that I or any man of God gets up to speak, God is reaching for somebody. God is talking to somebody because he knows where you are in your life. He knows where you are. He knows what's going on in your head when none of us know what's going on. And you're smiling on the outside and saying, everything's okay. Everything's fine. I love God. Yeah. Amen. But if we were honest with ourselves today... Amen. Some of us might be feeling like maybe I'm not fulfilling that calling. Maybe I'm not fulfilling that choosing, that chosenness that God has put upon my life. Amen. He didn't just choose us to save us, to put us on a seat on a bus somewhere and wait for his coming. Amen. He chose us for a purpose and for a reason and for his will. Amen. If you feel like that you're not completely fulfilling the will of God, I invite you to come today. Amen. And uh, this is the safest place in the church right here altar is the safest place. Amen. Because this is where you come to meet God. Amen. God's not going to turn anybody away from this altar today. Amen. If you come, let's sing this song.